0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wrestling Plug, Inc. presents The Plug, Episode 8, Bay Bay.
1: Kyle is with me as always. How the hell are you, Kyle? John, I'm doing great as always. It's been a wild week all around personally and in the wrestling world. Uh, I'm just at home chilling tonight. I'm actually... For background uh, entertainment, I turned on Survivor Series 96. Uh, This will be interesting. This is even, it's, it's once you kind of go back to 90, you know, 95 and 97, I didn't realize how fast stuff really started to happen. We still have Vince McMahon here at commentary, so he hasn't even become Mr. McMahon yet. Um, Now I'm watching a six man tag. With, uh, at the time, the blue blood Hunter Hearst Helmsley uh, sporting the White Intercontinental Championship, which I think is the best. But uh, it's an odd, uh, you know, the very next year, obviously, is the screw job. So the Attitude Era really sets in pretty quickly, I would assume, uh, not too long after this and getting into WrestleMania um after after the survivor series. So it's it's interesting to go back and watch some of this stuff on the the uh, WWE network. But yes yeah, you so picked far, a be- you
0: picked a better one than I did. My background noise today was Clash of Champions 2019. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you not know. the greatest
0: pay per view in the world but no. you know so to each his own.
1: <laughs> yeah and I just uh you know it's it's funny you mentioned that I just watched uh, the timeline I believe or, or is it 24 yeah I think it's timeline with uh, Sting and, and Seth Rollins Oh,
0: yeah. That Timeline show, by the way, is, is pretty money. The Rock one was really good. Yeah,
1: it's really great.
0: The, the Ms. Daniel Bryan one was yeah.
1: fantastic. It's good.
0: a nice – and it's quick. It's only like 45 minutes long, right. so it's not right. like I have to invest hours of my day yeah, into them. Absolutely. And
1: I, I just spoke. It's uh, it's untold. It's the other – that's – man. Untold, if, yes. If there's one thing that, that this platform is doing really, really, really well – and it's, it's my favorite part of the network are these documentaries. Um, it's something that I wanted for years and years and years, uh, even before the, the, you know, broken kayfabe documentary started coming out. I always wanted to see what was going on behind the scenes with a lot of this. So it's cool to be able to go back. But uh, yeah, I, I watched that um, Clash of Champions untold story with Sting, And Seth, and it was rough, but uh, I'm glad I got to see that because it definitely shed a little bit more light on that whole situation, Um, you know, that left Sting retired basically after that, or or so he says. We'll see. I still hold on.
0: Seth Rollins, the career killer. Just ask Becky Lynch. I'm just playing. I'm just
1: playing.
0: (laughs) I, I'm cranky today, Kyle.
1: (laughs) I shouldn't have,
0: I shouldn't have went there.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's really yeah. weird.
0: episode eight is off to a dynamite <laughs>
1: start. That's my favorite mo eight eight episodes. That is my favorite <laughs> moment so far.
0: Oh we man. made it for eight episodes and it couldn't have fell on a perfect day. Happy Miro Day.
1: Oh my goodness! Yes, absolutely. So That's great to see.
0: For those people that have been with us since episode one, thank you.
1: Yes, absolutely. You
0: got to know the dynamic now. If you're new to the podcast, Kyle usually hits us with some positivity, like he just did. <laughs> And I come in and I ruin and bring down the mood, which I'm glad Kyle started on a positive note. So if you're jumping to the podcast, you're like, this isn't a bunch of negative BS all the time. No. Let's talk about Miro Day. There was a lot that happened this past week. But for me, the biggest thing is seeing the former Rusev, now Miro, show up on Dynamite. I legitimately popped for it, I was ecstatic. Absolutely, air a beard. He's talking shit about his former employer. I thought it was all money.
1: Yeah, and and he had a genuine reaction. You you saw, you know, he did. He took that deep breath uh, as he was walking out and kind of looked up at the Raptors. I, I think that was really genuine. We all knew it was coming, right? Uh, I think we all thought it was he was going to be the secret uh, man for the Battle Royal. I think we will also get into that later. But uh, mm-hmm. he deserved, I think at the end of the day, he deserved a bigger moment um, than than that. So it was really great. Uh, and I think he's going to do big things. I just hope, I hope he doesn't get thrown into a faction or thrown, <laughs> you know, thrown to the wolves where jobs out to I don't know Jake the Snake
0: (laughs) well there is a poll one of our uh, followers on the on wrestling plug said you know who's taking bets on these five options and one of them was a faction or being built into a monster and jobbing out Mm -hmm. Um, I did hear the rumors that he was the 21st entrant for the battle royal which would have been super predictable yeah That happened, so I actually liked that they gave him a spotlight on Dynamite. And no disrespect to Kip Savian and Penelope Ford, but he's overshadowing them. Oh, so as much as Kip brought him out, you know, it was Miro's moment. You know,
1: absolutely. So
0: if he did it at the Battle Royal, it's still a big buzz, but it's not, it's not the Shine, especially given what went down at all out this week. Before we get into that, though, I do want to touch on one thing, and this is where I'm going to get ranty. Internet wrestling community, we need to calm down, mm. and I'm going to tell you why. It is not Nero slash Rusev's fault that the WWE didn't utilize him and they released slash let him go or he wanted out. It is not AEW's fault that they signed him, and they see an inherent value in him. The old saying goes, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yes. It is, he is a professional wrestler. What the hell did you expect him to do, <laughs> internet wrestling community? Was he supposed to go do gymnastics or sign with a basketball team? Everybody's like, oh, AEW is just signing ex-WWE talent. That's all they do. What the hell else are they supposed to do? <laughs> it's like if LeBron James, the GOAT, was released or cut by the Lakers tomorrow, and the New York Knicks said, oh, here's a guy we can get some points out of. Let's go ahead and sign LeBron James would everybody shit on the New York Knicks for signing LeBron James? I don't think so.
1: I don't – I mean, I don't think so.
0: I think people shit on the Knicks because they're the Knicks and they're trash. Yeah. But my – or for football fans, when Leonard Fournette was cut by the Jaguars, Mm. is he not supposed to take the offer from the Tampa Bay Bucks up the road and play football? Should –
1: should – Tom, Mediocre Brady have waited months to sign with another team.
0: Right. We have this, like, there's these people that are just like, you know, FTR. X, yeah, they were ex-WWE guys, but the WWE didn't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. The WWE, mind you, for all these WWE diehard fans that love nothing else but WWE and shit on everything else was built largely on ex WCW talent and ex territory talent. And it was current, it's currently built on X Ring of Honor talent, impact talent. It's one of those things where it, they're wrestlers. There's jobs. You should just be happy that they're on TV and they have jobs. Now, do I think. AEW now has a problem where they have a lot of people and only two hours to fill with all those people. Yes, but we shouldn't crap on them for signing talent. John Moxley is inherently better than he was as Dean Ambrose. It's more intriguing. Brody Lee has been more interesting than he was as well maybe not when he was with bray harper when they fir- bray wyatt when they first came out but that stuff he was doing after the wyatt family was nothing to write home about but at least now he's like a focal point of this show ftr everything ftr has done in aew has been better than what they did in the ww in my opinion it's more entertaining the only ex WWE superstar that's doing something on a different brand that hasn't been different than what they were doing in WWE is my boy Heath Slater. But he gets a pass because I love him, and he can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. I don't care. He
1: does that no dude. Run.
0: That dude could go in the middle of the ring and do color by numbers children's books, and I'd be like, "That's awesome.
1: <laughs> that's pure gold." Yeah, I. You know, I I don't uh, disagree with you. My only issue is, is is, it's okay for wrestlers in the WWE to have run their course. Not everybody in the WWE should be a uh, Shawn Michaels or an Undertaker or a Ric Flair where they just wrestle for WWE for 30 years and then they just have this incredible, uh, you know, going out moment at WrestleMania. It's okay that some guys run their course and then they they part ways. Obviously, Rusev has, excuse me, Miro has some things to say about. The WWE. Of course, he does. You know, they yeah. all seem to have that. Whether it's whether it's a shoot or or a work, uh, you know, maybe he's just following suit. Maybe that's just the rhythm. I, you know, I've also I also have stuff to say with all these guys coming out of WWE and then shooting. Up. But that is, it's good for, it's, it's good, good for business. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, like you said, what, what are they supposed to do? And I, I just, they might need to kind of pump the brakes now with signing talent. Um, and, and of course, if, if somebody like, um,
0: if Roman Reigns gets cut tomorrow, Right. You sign Roman right. Reigns.
1: Right. Yeah. Or even, yeah, even somebody like Will Ospreay or or the villain himself, uh, you know, somebody like that, of course. you. But at this point, you know, if Titus O'Neil gets let go tomorrow, you don't need to...
0: Debut Ura, Ura, Ura.
1: Yeah, you don't need to debut him and have him uh, beat up Orange Cassidy next week in, on, on Dynamite. Um, but... Right. What, you know, just be happy you still get to see these guys and now get a fresh start. Now, Rusev in the WWE had so many great moments and and so many great storylines and one of the best catchphrases and one of the best pops of the last at least five years, maybe decades. So, So what I don't want to see are people shitting all over the WWE saying they didn't utilize Rusev very well? Because that's just, that's simply not true. He he held plenty of titles and and, and he had great tag team. He had, he had really great matches. And again, Rusev Day brought every single house down in the country and across the world. So he just ran his course, and I think that's okay.
0: But that, and that... To counterpoint that he got that over organically and himself that was never like vince mcmahon's idea sure and i'm not gonna sit here and say he didn't have a good run but there was times like the lashley lana story angle like that was you can do better weird. than that that was but weird. but it was weird and then like they tried it with aiden english doing the same thing and putting the yeah. moves on Lana. They never capitalized truly on his success, but again, he had awesome moments. They, you know, he had a good run, but again, it comes back to this whole thing. It Our shoot jobs that, you know, that we do on a day-to-day basis are nine-to-fives, right? Yeah. If a similar operation opens up down the road and they're offering us freedoms that the other, op- the current job I'm at isn't, Um, what do you you want me to do not sign with them because they're offering me more money and better opportunities and TV time. And I mean, it's just a silly, it's a really trash, like commentary and take to be like, Oh, AEW is all ex WWE wrestlers. Well, yeah. And a lot of those, it's just, it is what it is. And I can tell you right now, the WWE a year ago, and I know this because I followed it like probably too closely. <laughs> I should have maybe done some other things with my time reading all the dirt <laughs> sheets would have been ecstatic to have Kenny Omega, the young bucks, Cody come back. Yeah. They were throwing the Brinks truck at those guys. Rumor yeah. had it.
1: Oh, especially.
0: It too full. And I can tell you right now, if MJF got released by AEW, WWE would scoop him up in a heartbeat. Would he want to go? I don't know. But money talks. Yeah. Cassidy, maybe Jungle Boy. I mean, they, AEW needs those WWE guys because it does. It puts a, it puts a, you know, it's kind of like when WCW started up and they started taking all XWWE talent. I don't want to make, it's not an apples and apples comparison, but it made it legitimate like yeah. oh Hulk Hogan is here, Macho Man is here. Shit, this is a this is a player. Yeah, now, we yeah. all know how that ended.
1: Well, and I and I think this will have a better ending if if we even ever we we may not even see an ending like we did with WCW. Uh, this will probably go on for a very long time I would imagine. They they're they're going to be very successful. They already are very successful. But I got to it is WCW in my opinion it's ran better it the creative is is better but there's still it looks like WCW there's a lot of WCW angles I think and yeah. it's, it it it's very reminiscent it it has the the shadow or the spirit of WCW
0: well that's that's because Cody, Rhodes' dad was a big WCW guy. Before he was ever Mr. NXT, he was in the WCW as well. You that's know, true. Dustin. And they, they're throwing back to that old school vibe. I know that that's part of what they wanted to do in the first year was get some of that most lapsed fans back that said once WCW is gone, I'm done watching wrestling. So they did some older stuff. They're still finding their footing. I just really wanted to... Strike that drive that point home that they're wrestlers, they're pro wrestlers. What else are they supposed to do? They got to sign with who you know wrestling promotions. Right. Whoever wants them. Did you want them to just go work the indies in you know bingo halls forever? No. Right so, and as we're talking AEW and we're talking the um you know, some of the things. Let's just keep it going a little. We'll get back into the power positivity, but all out. Yo, boy. Yes. Let's just get it out of the way while we're already fired up. This is one of those moments where the Matt Hardy spot, everybody's seen it. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it because everybody's seen it. I think everybody's in the consensus. That was a real bad look and it really overshadowed what wasn't a terrible pay-per-view.
1: No, it wasn't terrible. There were some good moments, um, but wow. Uh, You know, Matt Hardy is Matt Hardy, and and he's had spots that were way more dangerous and way more acrobatic and uh, spots that had potential to be way more deadly. Um, But wow, this was, uh, I guess, gross is really the right word and I, that's I, the I, word.
0: I, I coined it in our pre-show meeting, fucking gross.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yes, that's a great way to put it. And I, I enjoy watching botches and table botches. Um, WrestleBotch uh, is a great Instagram page if you get a chance to check that out. Uh, but this was, was, I mean, out cold. And it's not often that you see an immediate X from the ref. Um, yeah, Aubrey,
0: I'm up quick quick. Yeah. They it, they mistimed it. They had the table like directly under the scaffold that they were doing and didn't yeah. factor in their trajectory,
1: right? So yeah. and I don't, you know, you I don't know who you put that on, I or if you put it on either it, one. It was just a, It's on,
0: it's not on either wrestler.
1: Yeah. I
0: don't in that moment, watching it a couple times, it wasn't Sammy's fault for sparing him too hard. It wasn't Matt's fault for not taking the bump right. It was just one of those unfortunate incidents, and who it falls on ultimately is Tony Khan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. To
0: I'm an AEW guy. I like it. I love it. I make sure to watch it. I haven't missed anything that I can think of um, to this point. And, yes – AEW has its faults and they are, there are things that they need to correct. And I think this is a wake-up call for them. It was a misstep on his part. There's no way Matt Hardy could have get properly checked out in that 90 seconds that they stopped the match and restarted the match. And this is where, for me, Tony Khan needs to tighten up the screws. He needs to remember that he's the face of the company he runs the company he can't always be a fan and i and i know matt probably was like i'm good i'm good man i can finish the spot let's just do it let's just rush to the end tony's got to step in and say no matt no matter how mad matt hardy gets at you for that or whatever it could be you know yeah he's got to yeah. step in he's got to take the fan glasses off
1: absolutely and and we've had moments and I don't necessarily want to compare, w, you know, how WWE handles things in this moment. But if we just look back at, uh, I mean, let's look, let's look at the Hell in a Cell match with Mankind and Undertaker and how much time. And I, I don't think it was a shoot when this happened. Uh, but when he went through the top of the cage and when he went off of the cage and through the table, there were only a couple people that knew about that spot. So when they had everybody come out and check on him, uh, I mean, that that moment went on for a good four to five oh. weeks of checking on Mankind. And you're going to have a couple of people. It looked like one. It's I, funny. Look at, doctor it, look at him. It's funny you bring that up, because actually, I think it was yesterday
0: or the day before I put on the Monday Night Wars series on the network. Yes. And it was the I happened to be up to the Mankind episode. So he actually talked about that spot. And Vince actually said, he goes, yeah, we didn't know that they were going to do it. Well, actually, I think Vince might have known. He basically in a roundabout way said, if that was today... I would have never allowed that spot to happen. It's not worth the risk. Right. That spot defined the Attitude Era. It's a, It's on the Mount Rushmore of Attitude Era moments. He said, though, he would never allow that to happen, even in the middle of a ratings war, due to the what could happen. Absolutely. So the spot that happened at AEW would never happen in WWE today. They wouldn't allow yeah. that to happen, or if they did, they would gimmick the shit out of it.
1: And there's something to be said for that. Uh, and man, I mean, thank goodness. That I, it was great to see Matt come out uh, the other night and seemed fine. Um, I hope it takes an extended amount of time. off. I of do her. too. I the hope- only reason I laugh when you said that is because he kind of said, he said without
0: saying, like, I'm hurt, but I'm not hurt. He's like, I'm fine, but I need full recovery time. <laughs> like He definitely danced around. He, well, really. but if, it was a patch. promo. Have, it was good.
1: If he Just, doesn't have a, a damn concussion, I, I mean,
0: then he is truly broken.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're on a roll tonight. You're on a roll tonight.
0: Feeling it. I think like like I said in the pre-show, I'm on this this healthy. New lifestyle kick Maybe it's you know My brain's firing at all cylinders Trying to go from Otis to Tucky You know <laughs> Hey, Just, and that, uh,
1: I, I believe that uh, A good diet can Can do wonders for you mentally So I'm, I'm glad yeah. you're doing it that. That's good to hear
0: <laughs> Well let's get off all the negative Because it, it was a lot of negative Early on in the show We're about you know At the halfway point Maybe a little shy yeah. of that normally go and it's been kind of negative i just had to get that off my chest i've been wanting to talk about that all week because that stuff just irks me but let's talk about some good which has to be the nxt championship match between finn balor and adam cole
1: and i mean what you know what can you say more about these two um two of the best wrestlers we've seen in the last 15 years, I think at their best, telling an incredible story, putting on a clinic. Is it the, the greatest match that we've seen in NXT? Probably not. Is it, I, would, I think it could crack the top 10, but it's still exactly what you want out of an NXT championship match. And I think Finn Balor, this is the perfect time for him to become NXT champion. And he looked great with it.
0: You're not mad that he's pushing forty.
1: It's weird to think that it is very. (laughs) Does
0: does that internet wrestling community man can't make him happy?
1: Yeah, that's see, that's 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 my issue. So what if he's pushing forty right now? Let me tell you this: I'm watching a traditional Survivor Series match, like I was saying from from Survivor Series '96, and I'm watching Gold Dust right now. I'm watching Dustin Rhodes in a match in 1996, and we just saw...
0: Can I bet you he looks better today than he did in
1: 96? 100% better. 100% better. So don't tell me that age matters. And also, Finn Balor is a a fucking statuesque, picture-perfect human. If aliens were going to come down from space today, and they want to see who we have in, 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 in mankind, I'm putting one of the people I'm putting there is Finn Balor because he is a perfect, beautiful human being.
0: Hey, I'm pro. I am pro man crushes, bro. If you want to just come right out and say, you got a little man crush on Finn Balor's physique. Oh, I'm not going to judge you.
1: We all those eyes, the beard, (laughs) the hair, hair, get lost in them. That smile. That that that's that's the only reason I I miss uh, the cr- shots opinion.
0: from the crowd from the camera every time he does his entrance.
1: Just just a gorgeous. Maybe that should be our next draft. Our our top five man crushes in in professional wrestling.
0: Oh, you know I'm in. You son of a yeah. bitch, I'm in. <laughs>
1: uh, but what is here is what do you do now with Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era.
0: Dude, you're killing it tonight. That was going to be my segue here because we, a, again, for all of those who are just joining us and this is the first podcast of the plug that you've listened to, we are kind of Adam Cole fanboys.
1: Big time.
0: We've probably talked about Adam Cole every show more because maybe he's that damn good. good. Maybe more than who?
1: Maybe more than anybody else, I would say Adam Cole and Heath Slater get mentioned more than anybody else on this podcast. To be
0: fair, Heath only gets like a, I throw it in just to keep it going, but we dive into Adam Cole, which brings up my next point. He's, they've kind of distanced him, distanced, I can't speak now, you've brought me up and saying how odd I am tonight, now I'm stuttering. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They've kind of kept... The undisputed era and him apart, and I noticed in NXT this week, um, I didn't see Kyle O'Reilly. I might have missed him, but he wasn't out with Bobby Fish when Roddy took on Killian Dane, and then they weren't around at all for the Finn Balor match, and then they weren't around for the post match. Right. So I'm confused as what they're doing. I don't know if it's Adam Cole being like, hey, you know, I'm gonna go do my own thing. Because they haven't talked about it. Everybody's rumors are running rampant even more now. that This is Adam Cole's swan song in NXT because he came back backstage. He shook uh, Finn's hand, said the better man won. Mm-hmm. They don't usually do that until like five years later when it's on like a WWE 24. Right. But they did it this week. So I'm curious to see. What they do with Adam Cole, if they're going to bring him up solo, which I think is a bit of a mistake because I think all four of them, when they're firing on all cylinders, is money.
1: Absolutely. And, and it could – I wonder, though, do you – I guess if, let's just say, Adam Cole shows up Monday night, is it better to – I guess it depends on on how they want to take it. Is it do they want to premiere Adam Cole by himself and then slowly bring in Undisputed Era and kind of get uh, get kind of a long program there where you bring one guy or or a couple guys in at a time, uh, or or are they going to let the other three members have their own swan song and then bring them up? It's. I can't imagine, especially without a proper blow-off of breaking them up or a final curtain call kind of thing for Undisputed Era, and then you bring up one of them and that's just it for, for the UE. So well, it's interesting.
0: The whole, part of the whole basis of Adam Cole's appeal outside of the wrestling side of it is that damn entrance. It's amazing. Yeah. That's, but that's the undisputed era entrance. That's not Adam Cole's entrance. So are you telling me you're going to debut him on Monday nights or Friday nights and change that?
1: You can't. I mean, you, you cannot change that entrance. I I think you. So know, does
0: that mean they just disband?
1: I don't. I I don't think they just. I mean, I think I think for the first time ever, you may have a situation where. You have two factions that you have no reason to disband with, with New Day and, I think, now Undisputed Era. There, I don't see any reason, unless the stock of, of Roderick Strong and then the tag team of Fish and O'Reilly just skyrocket, and maybe that's what we'll see here, um, and, and they become at least close to equal with Adam Cole. I don't think that's at all possible, possible to become equal with that man. Because he's on a skyrocket right now, uh, but if that would be the only case where you break them up, but uh, I, I, the entrance is all about the Adam Cole Bay Bay and the Thumb Boom, which is all Adam Cole, obviously. Um, right. Yeah. So it's I, not so, like
0: it's not like the uh, Undisputed Era is going to have any tag teams to wrestle in nxt anyway
1: right that's the other yeah that's uh and which for one
0: they keep breaking up tag teams left and right the nxt tag team division is a joke to the point where all i can name is Brizongo imperium and i guess o'reilly and fish but i don't see them wrestling very often together
1: no and and but it's i it's i don't know if it's fair to call it a joke it, right now, for the first time since the beginning of its of, of when NXT started, it's depleted. Uh, and I don't think that's a terrible thing. That just shows the success that NXT has with building tag teams. It's in a rough... And it's, and it's, but it's,
0: they're breaking and them up on the main roster, too. <laughs> Uh, you know, are
1: all those men.
0: the Viking better, Raider War well. the Viking Raider War solo Cup machine is fighting on underground. And they and Ivar just got hurt.
1: Yeah, I saw that. By the I way, I don't that, wanna but, you know, by the
0: way, side note. I happened to look at the – I saw some pictures of Ivar getting hurt, and I don't want to talk about his injury in any kind of funny light, but he was rocking a, a bit of a, a camel toe. Again, <laughs> internet wrestling community, why aren't you posting that every five seconds? Because I had to see the Mandy Rose one 100 times after SummerSlam. Yes. It's got to be equal, yes, fe- fellas. It's got to be equal. You can't have – Woman crush of the day. If I can't post man crush of the day, Finn Balor, you know what I'm saying? Got to be equal. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I'm sad to get that <laughs> out too. I'm fired up today, Kyle. I'm in the mood.
1: That's, a, that's an important rant. Um, it's got
0: to be equal. If you're going to thirst post, it needs to be equality down the line. We here at the plug do not discriminate. We also, we don't go down that road anyway. But if we were, we're going to we'll be equal.
1: Yes, Quality. exactly.
0: So the tag team division, like I was saying before I got interrupted by Ivar's camel toe. They are breaking up Garza and Andrade. They, Ivar and Eric, they're not using. Shinsuke and Cesaro are facing... Um, the street prophets who their title reign they've only pretty much as far as i know faced the, uh faced andrade and angel garza for you know 27 times there's not a lot of good tag teams right now in the wwe whereas like aw has like 50 the wwe has like 10 across three shows yeah.
1: that's true and that's that is a fair point um but the ones that they have are money at right at this moment.
0: Do you think that they decide to unify the tag belts and do like a women's tag team thing where they can go across all three shows?
1: They might have to. And I, you know, I think at this point it could legitimize those titles a little bit more because if, if there is one gripe that I will, I will have it's it's you have the top four tag teams that just trade either either set of tag titles back and forth. Right. Uh, Just over and over and over. And that's not, I'm not saying this a terrible thing because I, I think the tag matches that we've had in quarantine have been maybe some of the better segments at times. Um, you know, Montez Ford is, is another guy that's just has a rocket strapped to his back. And and Angel Garza and Andrade are incredible together. Absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I think, I think those two tag teams are going to come out of this year going into next year as uh, just huge, huge, huge superstars. So I think we have to at least give them credit there, but we need way more tag teams. I agree. Speaking of
0: tag team wrestling and the women's side, they just broke up my two favorite tag teams, Kyle. The golden role models are no more. No, I very sad. I never very
1: disappointed.
0: I never thought we'd ever see it happen either. I'm lying. We knew it was coming. It was (laughs) awesome. We're recording this during SmackDown that is happening on what is today, the 12th the 11th or 12th is it i don't know it's a friday it's the 11th how do i not know that yes (laughs) ouch Uh, (laughs) um so i don't know what's happening currently but i will tell you from last friday i was very sad and then of course monday they break up the iconics probably the greatest tag team of all time well what the hell
1: no, I. It took a while for them to grow on me. It really did. Uh, but the chemistry that they have together, and, and the fact that they've been friends for as long as they have, is is really, really great. And I, I would dare say that they wanted this. That they were, they're so happy to finally have a feud against each other. I think they're going to have a lot of fun with it.
0: But it's not even a feud. They pretty much blew it off in one week. That's my problem with the booking of the WWE right now is that's a money feud. It may not headline a pay-per-view or it deserves a pay-per-view shot, but it's it's not going to headline WrestleMania. But you've got two wrestlers that came up together all the way from the bottom. They're from the same uh, country I believe same hometown I think they yeah. all work there and you guys were they were just like eh, quick five minutes on Monday night we'll just call it good I'm not saying Billy Kay and Hayden Royce are, you know Becky and Charlotte in terms of in-ring work they're not throwing out five-star matches but you could have built it up a little bit I, you I, I you.
1: <laughs> let's, let's wait to see what happens I, I'd like to think that we'll see a little bit more than that um you know, I think uh, I think Peyton Royce is going to have a huge run here, at, or at least they're going to try to see what she can do. Um, I don't know if you throw, in, throw her into a title picture yet. I would say one thing, uh, you know, the women's divisions in WWE are, are arguably the best thing that they're doing consistently across the board, and it's better than it's ever been. And the women's division in WWE, WWE is better than any women's division on the planet. That being said, I definitely think the one thing that they could use more of are storylines, compelling, great story, emotional storyline title. And, and maybe that's what we can get out of a Peyton Royce um, and, and, and those two moving forward.
0: I would hope so. Well you know they have to they have to have raw underground instead. I would just want okay. the ten o'clock uh, hour okay. to be the iconic hour, bro. That's all mm-hmm. I want. <laughs> no.
1: I don't don't tell me you're already giving up on raw underground.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm trying not to be super negative today, but I'm not giving up on it. It's just it's not it's not anything I don't know. It just seems like the same thing every single week. And I don't understand the purpose. Now, I don't think it needs a title or like a tournament or anything like that. But like I said, from week one, they changed the lighting. It doesn't seem as underground. It does. You know, I'd like to see some like some of those wrestlers like gambling off to the side, you know, something. Yeah. and It just seems like Shane McMahon's like, come on in throw each other around for five minutes and I'm just going to be all sweaty and tell you to stop. <laughs> he does, man. It's not bad. I mean, some of the stuff is good. I liked, you know, a few of the spots, but I am just kind of like, all right, what's the end game here? Like what, well, what I are we going to add to it? You got to keep, you got to, you got a good foundation to keep building on it.
1: Right. And I think they will. I mean, we have to, Remember one, the era we're in and number two, we got to We got to be able to let stuff breathe. Cause what I think what they've learned over time and what us hardcore wrestling fans need to remember is that you got to creative has to be able to spread stuff out because they can't be on every single week and they can't blow their load on all of their great storylines in the first couple months of of debuting something like Raw Underground. They probably and and I can't remember who who quoted this. It was something I was watching on the on the network. I, I feel like it was Triple H or maybe it was it might have been Michael Cole who said oh no, it was Paul Heyman. I watched the Paul Heyman documentary and, and not only are you planning for what's happening next week but if you're if you're a good if you're good at creative, you're planning for what's happening a year from now. So I think it's just a matter of patience when it comes to new things. Uh, now where, where I say and, and just to switch gears, where I where I will say that, that now it's time to pull the trigger a little bit more, and it seems like they're trying to, is uh, retribution. We are retribution for taking yeah. over your
0: podcast. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Get yeah. out of here! Get out of here, NXT rejects. I'm trying do to think, do shit. Do you think I, so? I don't know. That that's where I that's where I'm losing hope with Raw Underground is because retribution has already been dialed back. To the point where now it's exclusively to Raw. Yeah. So this, this faction that was running roughshod over every brand is now branded. And I'm still like, what's the purpose? Like who's, there's? I need to know there's got to be a reasoning behind it. Like they're not even saying anything like they're just being very vague. And I'd like to know. I gotta know who it is. They gotta pay it off. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's. I like long-term storytelling, but there's been literally zero rhyme or reason, and they're they're getting into the performance center or Thunderdome, past all the security. They're getting vignettes, which means that you know it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I hearken back to the NWO when the NWO formed. You thought that was real, like that scene at Disneyland when they darted Rey Mysterio into the TV truck, and you had like actual people calling into the police saying that there was like a riot at Nitro. Yeah. That's what this is missing. Now, I don't think you can carbon copy the NWO, it's a different time, but it's so produced and that's why raw underground's bugging me because it's so overly produced it's not organic it's not retribution needs a motive yeah. and it needs to feel less forced if that makes sense right
1: right and, and i'm i'm i i do agree with you it is overly produced and that's just what we're going to have to live with when it comes to the wwe because of the company right. it is now and they and they've done it to themselves and i think now they're just they're just going to play into it they're just going to give in to and they're just hopefully they're just going to try to continue to get better at being overproduced which i think is what they're trying to do uh, but at the very least you got to give us you got to give us a reason here you got that's that's all i'm asking for is like okay it's time to give us a little bit more of a reasoning because what you're not doing is... And, and I, I did not watch Nitro every week back in the day. Uh, at least I don't remember every single episode of, of when the Outsiders debuted or, or, or when Scott Hall came out for that first time up until Bash at the Beach. Um, but it had to have been four, you know, four months now, well, three months, four months.
0: Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the time. I know that they did drag it out, but each week they added to why with Scott Hall. Cause I remember that because I was a WCW guy when I yeah. was younger Yes. because I thought, Oh, an extra hour. Cool. And it's on earlier. <laughs> so, Scott Hall came out, he did his thing And the next week, you know, he he Showed up and he sat in the stands And then they introduced Kevin Nash and then they built To the bash at the beach where Hogan was the Third man, but there was always This like, this is where the Big boys play, we're not, you know What I mean, they were, we're coming To take over and retribution Is Saying things like that, but Again, why are you going, you know One week you're chainsawing ropes off of the the ring you're spray painting then the next week you're beating up Rey Mysterio on Raw and you're throwing cinder blocks through corporate doors but not going into the door you're throwing the cinder block to Right. What right. is your yeah. end game? And I know you can't go from zero to sixty overnight and tell me what the end game is. But like I said, you could layer it more than just showing up and turning off the lights and turning them back on and going. Everybody's every every WWE superstar is on notice. Is kind of what they said Monday night. But yet I haven't seen you on SmackDown. You didn't show up at SummerSlam. You didn't show up at Payback. Right. So only Raw superstars. Right. Or on notice, are you know what I mean? Like,
1: and it almost makes you wonder one, and this isn't a bad thing either. When they debuted Retribution, maybe they didn't have a, a fully laid out plan. And I know I just said that yep. good creative plans. Are here Is at that any you time. choking on but those words? In, no, no, but I think maybe there was a, a a beginning and and an end and may, and a little bit of a middle, but they maybe they didn't know yet how to go from A to how to get from A to to uh, M. You know, right? Um, I can live. With, so
0: maybe, I can live with that. You know, and,
1: yeah. But we need a few more answers. And, and my guess now, though, we're we're middle of September, give or take a, a few days. And uh, maybe they're thinking they want to drag this out to Survivor Series. Um, I hope we don't wait to see them, who this group is until Survivor Series. But it seems to me that it would make sense uh, for them to to have a big blow-off at Survivor Series. Similar to a Nexus, or, or maybe even more so similar to a S.H.I.E.L.D. type situation.
0: My, my only issue with all this is they've built this up so much that unless it is CM Punk, John Cena, yeah, Edge, somebody with that kind of clout leading this group, it's not going to live up to it. It's not going to pay off. If they pull those hoods off, and it's Dominic Dijakovic, it's already lost credibility to me.
1: I, I would say it all depends on the leader. Uh, I don't mind if Dominic Dijakovic is in there. I don't think that's a terrible thing. Especially with with Keith Lee on the main roster. You You instantly have, at some point, not right away, but you instantly have another five-star match. That we haven't seen the likes of on Raw or SmackDown. Um, so, but it's it's you're right that the leader of this group uh, has to be somebody massive, like I, Randy
0: Orton or something. I don't know. It's got to be somebody.
1: Yeah, it's in. And is it? A, you know, are they? currently on the main roster is it somebody that we see week to week already is it somebody that we haven't seen in a long time or is it our our all our dreams coming true and is it the man himself it it's not don't
0: it's, do that to
1: me yeah i, know. I more, you know more in the beginning Fire like mist. this this could be but it's at this point seems a little too silly for CM Punk to want to put his name on. Um but I don't know eventually those he's that money has to come back in, royalties have to have to slow down eventually.
0: Possibly. I just I definitely think they need to start turning this up a little bit so that you know, it would make Monday Night Raw a little bit more interesting if they had a, a slight direction.
1: Absolutely.
0: With with this retribution thing. <coughs> Excuse me.
1: Now, Man. to switch gears to the blue brand a little bit, what I do think is being hit out of the stadium on to Waving Avenue is <laughs> – I hope you appreciate that reference.
0: I do. Glenn Allen Hill to the rooftops, maybe. Oh,
1: nice. If you don't get these references, okay. Don't find another podcast, but please look up these references before (laughs) to another podcast of ours.
0: We're at the portion of the podcast where I say the uh, views expressed by Kyle are not.
1: (laughs) 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 Please stay. Roman reigns. I who would have thought in 2020 after the past 5 years that that we've we've had Roman Reigns shoved down our throats that we would be saying he it is it is getting hit out of the damn park with him
0: Funny you should bring that up again. I uh a couple things on that for me I was going through some old posts because every once in a while I like to stroll down memory lane on the Facebook and see some of the dumb things that I predicted or said. Yeah. And WrestleMania 36, I made a meme that said marked safe from Roman Reigns winning the Universal Championship <laughs> today. And fast forward like six months, Yeah, and I'm like, Roman's badass <laughs> like this is what we wanted this is awesome yeah
1: yeah and and I, i've said this now a few times i think paul Heyman is far and away the best microphone performer that the, the wrestling that the war, the uh, pro wrestling has ever seen hands down uh and it, it's it's perfect and it make they they've already made it make sense right? Because, right because the the cynic the cynical wrestling fans would say why would you put these two together well they both now have reason because they both need a little bit of retribution maybe you could oh you know? oh uh we're oh. gonna we're gonna throw that out there you know you could say that, that Paul Heyman was fired from, from his
0: Kyle's trip. dropping he scoops right here. So, oh, if Roman yeah. Reigns own your scoops, man. If Roman Reigns is the leader of Retribution,
1: Kyle, you heard it here oh. first. You heard it here first. And, and I mean, I don't think that's the case. Uh, I think this past week was the first time with, you know, to, to go back to Retribution a little bit where we're starting to see the same group of people we can we can kind of recognize the group and obviously we heard a voice that was muffled that's not to say that the leader hasn't shown their face yet i would like that if this group is just kind of the foot soldiers and then we see the face come out later that's neither here or there i don't i don't think it's it's roman especially now that it seems like retribution is on raw but uh, i'm i'm happy that roman has the title i think it's a really great and i can't believe i'm freaking saying that but it makes sense and i loved how he won it and i love i love where they're going with this and tonight i believe he's tagging up with his cuzzo uh, um, and okay. and i love the great what a great! Style. I hope
0: at Clash of Champions. It's finger poke of Doom three, and Jay just lays down, and he's like, "I'm with you, Oose <laughs> And then oh, Jim, Jimmy uh, comes back. They just take them tag titles, and they just they run the yard. It's not the yard anymore; it's yeah. an island. Couple things and I, for you: yeah. questions that I have for you because this is something that you've been very pro. Is this Roman Reigns? This new Roman Reigns, and I love it too. One question one. Do you think he'd be getting cheered right now if there was a crowd?
1: Uh I I think it would almost I think you would finally and this is would be good for Roman Reigns, I think you would be almost in a Cena territory where you're you're torn because the, the problem here is because he it's still because
0: it's still problem. Roman Reigns.
1: <laughs> it is, but but you're not he isn't getting real heat anymore. I think. I, I think he it wouldn't be real heat because this is cool. This is this is cool Roman Reigns. Right. He his facial expressions, his demeanor is cool and it's Paul Heyman and it's hard to boo Paul Heyman. Um, you know, and he, he, I don't know if he gets, that's a very good question, but I don't, I don't think he, I think it's more half and half. I think the younger kids who would normally get drowned out by the boos would now be booing Roman Reigns and the hardcore wrestling fans might be cheering a little bit more.
0: And then my follow-up to that for you is, I just was thinking of this as you were talking, and I just remembered it. Brock Lesnar's contract has expired with the WWE. He's technically a free agent. Right. They're doing, I don't want to say it's a carbon copy of the Brock Lesnar-Paul Heyman relationship. It's definitely got those elements to it. Do you think in a way maybe they're transitioning Roman into that Brock Lesnar special attraction role, but they are going to use him more than four times a year? Giving yes, him that just unbeatable, that... badass moniker, Roman's wrestling, so you got to be there. They're going to try to make him the new Brock?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I I think... Uh... <clears throat> I think that's as much as you want to find a spot for Roman Reigns. You also want to find a spot for Paul Heyman, um, and you need a new Paul Heyman guy. And it's time for maybe it's time for a new era. I don't I don't know if you see Brock back. Uh, maybe it maybe at Mania, you know, or maybe he's just done. Maybe that's it. I don't see Brock not having a big send off, but. I also could see that not being his thing. Um, I, I haven't heard any ramblings of him going back to UFC. I think we would have seen that already with, with uh, Cormier last year. I think we would have seen that already. Uh, I don't think, I mean, Tony Khan has a lot of money, <laughs> but Brock is, is a pretty loyal guy. I don't
0: know if he's loyal as much as he's loyal to that paycheck. I mean, he left before he's come back. I don't. I don't see AEW signing him. I don't think it's worth the investment it would take. I mean, Brock was getting six, almost a three quarter, three quarters of a million dollars just to appear on Raw, right? Just for appearance, right? Not to if he wrestled a match, it was hyped up. It was rate it, the rate went up. If it was a pay per view match, right. it was higher. Because you never see him wrestle, so I don't think as much as the cons have money. I don't think it's worth a million, two million bucks to have him show up on Dynamite. I think you I let that fish go. I think you just keep doing you they're being successful there the ufc there's money to be made there if he wants to go through that again i mean john jones and him would be interesting cormier i'm not a big ufc guy but if lesnar was facing one of those bigger names i'd watch
1: yeah absolutely absolutely no question i think if he wrestles it's gonna be
0: wwe and nowhere else maybe new japan maybe he goes to new japan and
1: i've heard that and that that would be really cool. and That would make sense. Um, but yeah, I, and you're right. He's loyal to a paycheck, but he's not a complete asshole to everybody backstage. I think he has a very, very good relationship with Vince.
0: Yeah. Cause Vince and... only has him work four times a year.
1: <laughs> sure. Sure. But I, I think you're right. If he's going to wrestle anywhere, cause I, I think he's also, he's, he's definitely not lazy. But he's not somebody that wants to learn a whole new way of doing things and 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 get into a whole new atmosphere. I just don't know if that would be worth it to him. I think he just he knows what he needs to do and what his his place is when he goes into a WWE arena, and I think he would keep it that way, especially at his age. He has nothing else that he needs to prove <laughs> by any means. Brock
0: Lesnar's like the the guy that like gets promoted at his job and goes. You know, If you were to go somewhere else, you would be like, oh, there's actual responsibilities. They actually want me to work? <laughs> That's exactly He's like, at the WWE, yeah. man, I worked like five times a year for like maybe 20 <laughs> minutes tops. It barely broke the yeah, sweat cause, out cause Cody
1: would be Like Cody would be like, okay, we need you to go 20 minutes <laughs> with Marco Stunt tonight, and, and we need you to sell for him.
0: <laughs> Don't act like Nobody would want to see that though. Marco and Lesnar. Oh, oh, can you um, give that. me that? Lesnar just snaps him in half and beats him to death. <laughs> again. No disrespect to my my, my man, Mr. Fun Size Marco stunt, but I'm pretty sure Brock Lesnar eats meals bigger than
1: him 100%. 100%. I want to know as far as. Marco Stunt's weight, what, where that fits into Brock's workout. Like, does he just, is that just like what he, like his hand workout? <laughs> he, just, he just squeezes the weight, the pressure of Marco Stunt's body weight? Brock
0: Lesnar's protein shake weighs more than Marco Stunt. Come on, <laughs> man. Like, again, that said, I would want to see that. I would be like, let's go. I'm in all day. But I can tell you poor little Marco is not going to survive that. He'll be dead.
1: He's dead. We're not talking kayfabe dead. We're
0: talking dead. Like Lesnar would screw that up and accidentally snap him in
1: half. (laughs) But there's nobody in AEW that is like, oh my gosh, I need to see Lesnar wrestle this guy i i need to see this match i there's a few just because of the size um but there's nobody on that roster that i need to see him wrestle now going back to wwe are there dream match scenarios still in in a wwe ring for brock lesnar i think so i think between Uh, I think Keith Lee, I think you have a, a million dollar match right there. That is, that is money in itself. And I think obviously uh, something like Matt Riddle in raw underground, or just, just seeing if you, if you debut Brock again, he comes in raw underground and nobody is standing. Not even, not even (laughs) Shane McMahon, not the referee. He goes in there and he destroys everybody. And then you have Matt Riddle come out, and he's like, "Bro, Bro. Man, you wrecked everybody, man, except for me."
0: <laughs> Lesnar fe- fears Riddle. That's why they're not doing that. So yeah, right now.
1: He fears. Uh, he fears yeah, Riddle. I, oh. I, those kicks uh, are are those r- kicks from Riddle. I mean, it's it's like a crack of thunder with
0: that how he doesn't break his foot or his toes doing stuff like that amazes me how that man can walk around with no shoes on all the damn time i don't understand yeah i was walking around Uh... my house yesterday stepped on a rock almost i almost died oh yeah. yeah he's walking around all the time no shoes like it's nothing
1: We've all stepped on a Lego and you feel like your life flash before your eyes
0: riddle's probably like whatever
1: <laughs> that's part of that's part of his workout
0: <laughs> Legos like uh like I uh, walking on hot coals he just walks on Legos
1: yeah oh, yeah he does his over Legos <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's the part of the podcast where we've gone off the rails Matt Riddle doing a Lego <laughs> regimen Marco's stuck and snapped in half <laughs> oh my goodness Kyle anything else you want to discuss on the week that was what were you hmm. feeling
1: this past week oh we have to be missing something somewhere oh I'm sure that we are uh, I do, I do. Back. Uh, I like him in that spot. Um, I think he's money. I think on the mic, he's he's gold. Uh, we're finally, we're finally getting somewhere with with Bailey and Sasha.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is um, needed. Looks like. We're go for it.
0: As much as I want those two to just crap on everybody forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you want I, it in front of a crowd because you you hope that this match becomes one of the best matches ever. Um, they, I, I, you know, you can't wait around forever.
0: They'll put on a banger. They, they did. They, I mean, they got good chemistry and they know what they can and can't do in the ring together. I mean, they've been wrestling together since pretty much they came up in NXT. And, you know... Yes. If they can have a match like they had at Takeover Brooklyn, I mean, it's going to be must see. It should headline whatever pay per view they decide to do it at.
1: Oh yeah, it's one hundred percent. It has to headline. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't uh, know if they're
0: gonna pull the trigger quickly on Class of Champions again. While we're recording this, they may have made some headway on SmackDown tonight, which of course we'll talk about next week when we get to that. Um, but yeah, I it's got to it's the best thing going right now in the wwe is sasha and bailey
1: absolutely we
0: can talk about nxt and finn Balor, but we haven't seen what they're going to do with him nxt is a bit in a, in a, a bit of a transitional period they're kind of replenishing things and going some new directions which we'll see how that shakes out you know NXT. Yeah Again we could talk This is what I want to talk about this is, why, this is what I forgot to talk about earlier I knew we forgot something This week and last week To me has been an amazing Easy wrestling watching week Because you've got NXT on Tuesday You had Dynamite on Wednesday Or you had Dynamite on Thursday It wasn't It didn't yeah. feel like I watched I had to cram together two shows and. I, I enjoyed that we had, you know, payback, and then we had all out, and it was spaced out. And it was wonderful. Both shows did really well. AEW cracked a million for the first time since they debuted. NXT's numbers were up. I think it's wonderful. It's all good for business. Makes our Absolutely. it makes our jobs as podcasters and fans much easier, which I like. I
1: don't have to spend. yeah. And- just, it's, it's healthier than ever. The thing we love so much is healthier than it's ever been.
0: Yeah, its numbers aren't necessarily, you know, peak attitude era numbers. And I think a lot of that has to do with the cord cutting people are doing, the new ways to watch things. It's not, a, you know what I mean? There's DVRs, there's Hulu, all that fun stuff. But it's the, I've called it since. This has all gone down. This is like the new golden era of wrestling where it's if you like something, there's something for you. And it's pretty easy to access. Wrestling is a buffet. You don't have to eat everything, but everything is there for you if you want it. I like that. And that's what I love. So, like I said, you may not be an AEW fan, but that's okay. You don't have to like AEW. I didn't. I don't like everything AEW does. If you like WWE, I don't like everything WWE does, but I like some of it, and I can watch that a little bit. And I don't have to sit yeah. through three hours if I don't want to. I can go, oh Sasha Bailey, I'm going to watch that, and then I'll jump over and I'll watch, you know, Orange Cassidy or whatever. If I want to get into some Impact, I can find Impact. I can find Ring of Honor. I can find MLW. Um, you know, you name it. New Japan, you can find it, and that's awesome. I got really ranty with the wrestling community earlier in that in the episode. But as a whole, it's because it's being a, it's awesome. It's more mainstream. There's more than ever. I'm walking through and I'm like, hey, you like wrestling? And they're like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, yes, more
1: people <laughs> to talk to yeah. about this stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And it's a good thing.
1: And I hope we can hold on to that. It's
0: a great, great thing, and I want. That's why I get so passionate when people are crapping on one promotion signing somebody else, or oh, they're they're doing this. Well, you don't have to watch it. Right. You can you can change the channel, but you're watching it because you're a wrestling fan, and you're just think about it like before AEW started, or even. Before yeah, before AEW started. Let's just go back that far. It was mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw, Friday night SmackDown, a pay-per-view. And yeah, impact is there, but it's impact, and it's hard, it was hard to find at that time. It was on some like pursuit channel, which I don't even know exists or what's on that. Right. Now it's like you got you get the WWE on Monday and AEW comes along for better or for worse. They have forced wwe to at least start trying some things they were so complacent for so long now they're trying things whether they're working or not is up for debate and then nxt moved from the network to a to a prime time slot on a major cable network and they're you're getting adam cole and finn Balor on tv every single week you get rhea ripley on tv every week That's amazing. And then you have AEW doing their thing, and then Friday Night SmackDown moved to Fox in this time frame as well, which is huge. When's the last time we had a wrestling promotion on a major television network for free? You don't have to be able to watch SmackDown.
1: And, and you know, while the attitude era is still the best wrestling has ever been and, and probably ever will be um, as far as the, the depth and, and of, of the rosters then compared to now, I think, I think the rosters of today and, and when I, and I mean the rosters of WWE and let's just say WWE and, and AEW are, are, are way deeper than they ever were back then
0: oh yeah i mean wwe alone you could there's five or six guys right now that i would consider universal it could be universal champions and that's not counting like brock lesnar and part-timers i'm just talking yeah, the guys that they have they could go a bunch of directions and it would be interesting and intriguing and You could go, yep, that's the guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: And it's wonderful. I just I love it so much, man. I'm excited to see the WWE start to do some things, and I hope AEW keeps pushing them to do more, and I hope that they push AEW. I I want this to turn into a full-out war. I want to see where each one of them goes, and I want to see the numbers go up. I think it's awesome. It makes it yeah, makes our job it makes yeah, our jobs absolutely. easier too because there's more to talk about.
1: And it's not. Uh, and we do have our rants and and things like that. But you know, the the late 2000s, the the early 2010s, we would have had two or three things to to speak positively on in wrestling. It would have been like.
0: John Cena won the title again, yay!
1: <laughs> right, right. Oh, at least we got some fun yeah. this week. Sheamus on another title run, cool. Sheamus.
0: He started on Sheamus. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I gotta, I gotta say, just to uh, close us out here, uh, I had to stop myself from from dying laughing. Uh, I'm still watching Survivor Series 96. And it looks like we're getting another class, uh, uh, traditional Survivor Series match. And Farouk comes out. And it's early Nation of Domination days. It's just the rap group that was Uh, with him, his mouthpiece and and Farouk himself. The
0: uh, (laughs) the rap group that was at the. uh, Am I? I might be too early. Was that? That wasn't Umaga. Not like. What was no, that? No, that's no. that's a, That's later on. Okay, I'm trying to think who that was. I can't. Okay,
1: uh, it was it was the two. I can't remember their names, but uh, that the the more important thing was <laughs> directly after that came out Razor Ramon and Diesel. But as this is 1996, <laughs> at this point, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Have parted oh. They are, they are out knee deep in in the outsider storyline, and yet we have Razor Ramon and Diesel at Survivor Series, which I believe Diesel is Kane.
0: No, he's he's somebody uh, else. I oh my god, that dude. No, the it might be the the Razor Ramon guy. He just passed away this year. The fake Razor. Yeah, I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah. That was prime like spiteful Vince McMahon where he's like, You can leave my show. I'll just replace you and nobody'll notice. Yeah, well,
1: replace you. And that that goes to show you, you know, you can't pull a uh, a I dream of genie switch with with your with your lead guy. You just can't do it, and boy, was this bad, and it never worked. It didn't work for one second. Uh, but, but uh, it, wow, in this Survivor Series match, after that, so it, uh, that was awful enough, but it, it does get better. Uh, we got Flash Funk, who actually came out of ECW. I think he was one of the first ECW Wait, guys a, to come. WWE
0: to- signed a non-WWE talent?
1: No way. And we have Jim by Snooker, Yoko Zuna, and Vader himself. Uh, which I mean so a great a great survivor do Series you, match. Do you do the uh, same
0: thing that I do when I watch old pay-per-views and go, Yeah, he's no longer with us. He's no longer with us. Yeah, sad, that's, but yeah, that's, that's a tough. that's a rough lineup right yeah. there of like none of those guys are with us anymore. <laughs>
1: No, no. And it's, that is too bad. And I mean, you know, a couple of these guys, uh, Vader's really too bad. I mean, what an athlete he was, but I think, you know, when you're that rough on yourself, um, I don't think he had too many problems, but he was a big guy that, that did a lot of big things and big yeah. bumps. Um, which probably didn't help. And that was an era of, of wrestlers like that, just not having a very long lifespan. It is, it is very sad. And then, you know, of course, Yokozuna. Savio Vega is also in this match.
0: Wow. I think he still wrestles. I think, oh,
1: no. If oh. I'm not
0: mistaken, I think he was on MLW last year. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, we might as well just say he's no longer with us. <laughs> I also don't necessarily like seeing that. Uh, that can be rough. I and there's some times where it's great, you know. Some some of the the veterans, the longtime veterans, and, and they're doing the small indies. I think that can be a lot of fun, you know. I my first Riot Fest in Chicago. For those of you that don't know, Riot Fest is a huge punk rock festival uh, in Chicago proper. And uh, the first one I went to, they had Honky Tonk Man and uh, oh man, there was a few other guys there, but it was cool. And there was maybe 20 or 30 people watching them, but it was really, really great. And you can, those guys can still make a lot of money today. Uh, but it is a, it is a bummer sometimes, you know, Jake the Snake, I think is a good example of of uh, his indie run. If you want to call it that from 10 years ago or so, that was rough to watch.
0: (laughs) Hey, he's killing it on AW right now. I mean, every week he says something crazy in his promo. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I I think you ain't busting a
0: nut. You ain't busting a nut on us, son. I was like, I was like, Jake, no, (laughs) you can't say that. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah,
1: that was, that was that was a very Sid vicious kind of. You
0: know, Lance Archer's just like, bro.
1: You're, you're killing, just killing me. me. How
0: are my? You I'm are the mother hawk, scary. bro. Like you're just you're just crushing this. Like people are just crapping on us.
1: And like, and Jake the Snake is fine because Jake care. the Snake, I'm always gonna but... tell
0: him it's wrong. Yeah.
1: Right. Good luck. That is not somebody
0: I think the only person I'm in the history of the world that's ever been able to like get shitty with Jake the steak and not die was like DDP. DDP's like, I'm gonna save your yeah. life. I'm yeah. gonna save your
1: Quite life. literally.
0: So, you know, oh, gee. <laughs> oh my goodness. What a show. If I do say so myself. Before we get out of here, Kyle. I wanted to just drop that the WPI Fall Madness Tournament has officially begun. Yes, sport. We I dropped the play-in rounds on Tuesday, and the Moxley Regional is currently underway. For those that don't know, I'm a big sports fan, so and I consider wrestling a sport. So I was, I don't know, I read... Pro Wrestling Illustrated's top 500, and I know some people crap on that list and some don't, but I was bored one day and I said to myself, what if I rank these in a March Madness style bracket, top 64 teams, which is currently evolved into 68, because I decided to throw the playing rounds in last year. This is the third year we're doing it. It's a little different this year because I don't have a polling option on Facebook, so it's just you have to comment your your pick. Um, It gives you a lot of interesting matchups. I go down the line, 1-68, to and I put it across. So the top four regions are Moxley, Jericho, Adam Cole, and uh, Drew McIntyre, based off of the PWI top 500 list. But I only use the top 68 for this bracket. We'll do a uh, NIT style bracket, which will be the final 32 to round out the top 100. And then the winter time, I'll do the women's bracket as well. This year's a little different because Pro Wrestling Illustrated has said that they will rank women's wrestlers where they see fit in the Big 500, which means Kylie Ray is the uh, number 78 ranked person in the top 500. So she'll be in the NIT. But it's been interesting to see. You get interesting matchups like we've got uh, Johnny Gargano is facing off against like Romy Tanahashi of New Japan, things like that. So you, like Willie Mack and John Moxley are a matchup in the one versus the 16 seed. So you might see some upsets. You might not. But it's just kind of cool to see what these – if you were to go one-on-one and you had to pick a wrestler, what happens.
1: Absolutely. And – and I think if we want to talk about it now, uh, I think we have a pretty cool idea for our final eight. I think final eight would be a good number. Yeah, be, yeah. Be, this
0: was kind uh, of your
1: brainchild, and I've tossed it around with
0: you, and I haven't told you this yet, but another person has been willing to help out in this venture, at least on the streaming side of it. So go ahead and speak yeah. on it.
1: Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Well, and and it is it's been a, incredible to see the success of this alone. I think this has has um, brought a lot of traffic through through the page, and it's been really awesome over the past few years. And it's a lot of fun. It's these matches that, for the most part, we would never get to see, um, or or in some cases, never see again. You know, it's it's. You know, the last couple of years we've seen Omega and AJ and Seth and Brock in the top four, um, and, and and the wrestlers that you would want to be up there, in the top eight or top sixteen. Uh, but but matches that we probably would never get to see. And so I thought, why not? Why not make it so we can see those matches? How do we do that, John? Well, holograms. Pretty simple.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> inside inside weeks. joke. We've
1: gone weeks. We've gone
0: weeks, weeks. since Josh was <laughs> here. Out. We gotta bring him back.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, uh, this is the one time that I wish we could have holograms because that would be that would be the way to do it. But since we are not multi-billionaires and and uh engineers, my idea was let's break out WWE 2K20 and let's, let's play these, these top eight matches, maybe top 16, but I think top eight is probably the right number all the way to the final and let's play it out on 2K20. I think it'd be a great idea if we also had votes on the, on the match stipulations, for that top eight as well, and we will uh, stream those matches so everybody can watch how how these would play out, how how we would like to see them play out. Maybe we could even do a little color commentary over. We're here. gonna
0: be making our Twitch debut, Kyle. Or yeah,
1: I mean, Paige is,
0: qu- is the queen it. of Twitch, so maybe we could hit her up and say, "Hey, you down to do some do some collaborations."
1: Absolutely, maybe up, up, down, down would like to would like to give us a little spot.
0: <laughs> if we could pull that off, that would be something. But yeah, we'll uh, we're definitely play with play around with some ideas on that um, as we get closer to the finals. Because you know, for all of two uh, K 20s uh, issues, their their uh, creative community, if you will, is is extensive, and we can find most of these wrestlers in the uh, uploads
1: yes yes and that was a big reason why i wanted to do it is just how great these these non-wwe or ex-wwe characters or even uh uh specific to eras that people create they're they're perfectly matched um so I thought, why not? You know, we can. this is as close as we can get to seeing it play out in real life. Uh, so I think we could have some fun with it. And hopefully we don't have any kind of glitch where a wrestler gets stuck in the rope and just glitches out or, or half of their body is hanging out. I hope
0: we rain. do. I, I, w- I want to see that. <laughs> oh, my. On commentary, be like, okay. oh, my God, he glitched himself in half.
1: That's that's it. it. He's Glitch. glitched
0: ah. oh yeah so we've got big things in the works as we continue to go down this uh podcast venture and do a few things and that's definitely on the docket i think we will make that happen for you so there'll be more ways to listen to our lovely voices talk wrestling on a week-to-week basis
1: Yes. Yes. I might have I, to I've extend
0: Kyle's contract or add some provisions. He's he's going to be he's going to be demanding Brock Lesnar money.
1: Uh, I'm officially I'm officially a first time homeowner. So so yes, my uh my my contract renewal and my people will be talking to your people. Sarah,
0: congratulations on the homeowner. By the way, that's badass.
1: Thank you, thank you. Maybe I'll have to enter in the next year's Money in the Bank match. I I might need that briefcase. The
0: Dana Brooke briefcase with all the money in it or the actual contract?
1: Either one I could probably sell for for the amount that my loan is. So uh, Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I've got some big spots planned for the top of that ladder to clear that ring. So I get either that or I'll just have uh, Carmella get it for me or uh, maybe Leo Rush will hop in there and grab it for me while I'm distracting. Laugh. Laugh. It
0: sounds boy. like it's the show tonight, guys. Um, as it always, tough. keep a lookout for us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all wrestling plug. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Vote on your favorite wrestler of 2020 as those brackets continue to be revealed throughout the next week or so. At least round one. It should these usually last probably through the month of September and October. And if we're gonna start doing some streaming, it'll be it'll be a little longer. But I think it'll be good. It'll play out through all the winter. You know, when we're all bored and inside and got nothing to do. As always, wear a mask, stay safe, and until next week, we'll see you. Peace.